Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. So glad that you're with me for another episode, and we have a poem on today from Michaelia M. And Michaelia's poem reads, I crown myself with a crown made from the crystallized tears that I have wept. As I wear the scars that have brought me here, in this reflection you see a warrior. Yes, that is me. Oh, what a journey it has been, the path home back to me. Judge me not for my mistakes, you see. I gave myself that same grace for allowing people to tell me who I should be as I walk these blood and tear-stained streets. I forge a path for those who come after me and carry on my back the dreams of those who came before. As I heal, you see, my tribe smiles at me. No, it may not be perfect, nor do I want it to be. This imperfect healing is how I journey back to me, releasing the things that have been said and done to me, forgiving those who have harmed me, and finding strength in embrace of the divine. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I love it. I love you crowning yourself out of the tears and the scars and recognizing our beauty even in the imperfection as we journey home to ourselves. And so, Michaelia, I thank you for that. I love your piece. And I invite those of you who are writing a poem or vows about your homecoming journey that you would like to share with our audience, that you email it to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. That's homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And I love, love, love receiving you all's beautiful poetry. Well, on today, uh, it is the weekend of Juneteenth. And we are celebrating the liberation of Black people, which is a testament to our resilience and our journey in these United States. And we also recognize the journey toward uh, liberation continues, that it is in part, and that the baton is in our hands, and it is for us to run our race. And when I say us, I mean collectively uh, that all people need to be involved in the work for liberation of all people. Yes. And so I am grateful on today, and as I thought about an important topic to cover when we consider liberation and the realities of oppression, I want to talk on today about how to cultivate your hope, how to hold on to your hope, or how to rebuild, renew, and strengthen your hope. Because a lot of times, if we have our emotions aligned with our environment, it will put us in a hopeless place. 
Meaning if my emotions are solely based on what I see, then I can really be in a place of despair, of frustration, of overwhelm. And so it does require a level of hope to continue in your journey, both your individual homecoming journey and our collective journey as communities of people uh, when we think about the quest for liberation, the desire for it. And I want to say psychologically that hope is especially significant because when we have lost hope, uh, that is when we get to a place of suicidality where we cannot picture how or when things could ever be better than they are right now. And so I want to be intentional in this moment of speaking life and possibility and hope to each of us, over each of us, for each of us, so that we can outlast the midnights of our life. And I am aware that for some people, the midnight experience has been more than a few hours, more than a few days, for some more than a few months, for there are those who uh, the midnight or valley experience has been for years or for a lifetime. And I do not take it lightly when I grapple with this issue of hope. And so I'm going to give some strategies and I want you to know that I am mindful as I am giving them that it is easier said than done. Yes, so I will give the strategies for nourishing, nurturing, cultivating your hope. And I want you to know that I am aware for many, especially those uh, dealing with depression, dealing with marginalization, uh, that it can be overwhelming and an uphill battle. And that many of the things that we are pressing our way through are not just a matter of our psychology, but uh, socially, financially, politically. Uh, there are so many layers or so many ceilings. And yet, in order to obtain anything, in order to uh, sustain ourselves, it requires some uh, level of hope. And so we want to be protective of our hope, intentional about it, looking for ways to uh, build it up. And let us take a moment to do a self-assessment and really consider what do you currently hope for and what are the things that keep your hope alive? Now, hope is a desire with the expectation that the desire will be fulfilled, right? So I am hoping for something, I am desiring it, and I am believing that it can happen and that it will happen. And so what is the thing that uh, you desire in order to have fulfillment in your life and not only in your individual life that some of us are holding hope for our family, you may be holding hope for your community. 
You may be holding hope for your nation or country. I know we have people joining from all over the world. And some may be holding hope for humanity, right? Even larger than these various borders that we live within and between. Um, but it is important that we have some level of hope in order to help us sustain through difficult times and to get through those times where the outside does not match the vision, yes? So one of the things I want to say is helpful to cultivate your hope is to uh, reflect on the times that you have had a fulfilled desire in the past. I encourage you to think about your past accomplishments when things may not have been easy it was challenging, it was difficult, and yet you were able to do it. The way our minds often work is we focus on what is not done, and then as soon as we do it, we often don't give ourselves permission to take that in and celebrate it. We immediately put our focus on the next mountain, the next hill, the next challenge. And so we miss the opportunity to fuel ourselves, to feed ourselves, to be inspired and motivated by our own lives. And so instead of thinking simply about where you are not in life, I encourage you to take a moment to think about what you have already attained what you have already outlasted, what you have already achieved, what you have already survived, uh, what you have already obtained. Yes, uh, when I am interviewing doctoral students for our psychology program, and uh, as faculty, we're trying to get a sense of, will this person follow through with getting their dissertation done, which is a large research project, and so in the interview, we will often ask people, tell me about a challenging project or thing that took some time for you to do and you saw it through to completion, right? Whether it was academic or not. Uh, we're trying to see, do you have staying power, right? To not give up easily, to continue to press through even when it takes time and effort, yes? And all of us have some things we have uh, attained. Sometimes we are dismissive of our own accomplishments. We can take those things for granted. But in order to uh, build or rebuild your hope, I invite you to think about what is something I desired for my life and I actually got it done, right? You may have desired to get your own place and you did it, or you desire to get your driver's license and you did it. You desire to escape and walk away from an unhealthy relationship or unhealthy friendship and you did it. You desire to graduate and you did it. Uh, you desire to uh, heal and so you dedicated yourself to therapy or self-help books or listening to the podcast and here you are over 100 episodes later you did it so we want to recognize uh, the things that we put our heart to our mind to our spirits to and then we actually got to see it manifest 
Now, I want to let you know, it is very human that we have uh, things on our list that remain undone. We have some things that we uh, did not obtain, uh, but we want to be careful to not always center the undone or the incomplete and actually give ourselves permission to look at, recognize, appreciate, and celebrate our past accomplishments and successes. Another piece which can really be helpful as you are looking to build your hope is to be mindful of your social circle. If you are a dreamer who is surrounded by naysayers, it's going to be very hard to keep your hope alive. So when I think about keeping my hope alive, I am mindful of many people who are protective of their dreams or their visions because they're clear not everyone has the emotional or spiritual maturity to support or believe in or encourage you. And so you want to be really mindful of sharing your dreams, desires, hopes, visions with those who uh, will be the wind beneath your wings, those who can hold on to hope with you, those who will even perhaps hold you accountable and check in with you about this goal that you set. And where are you with that? I know you told me you were writing a book. Have you been writing any pages lately? Or I know you told me that you were trying to commit to walking every day. Have, have you been doing that? And so uh, being intentional in our social circle, in our network, uh, connecting with those who will help to cultivate our hope and protecting yourself, your mind, your heart, your energy, your spirit from those who perpetually throw uh, darts at the vision or throw darts at you, right? And so people will reveal to you quickly whether or not they will be on the dream team or if they are trying to make your dream a nightmare. And when people reveal that to you, you want to govern yourself accordingly. You want to uh, shift the way in which you share based on uh, whether or not you come away from people's presence feeling more hopeful or sustaining your hope or whether or not you leave with your dream vision plans uh, tattered, bruised, torn up, thrown back in your face and told uh, that that is impossible. And so our network can help to build our hope. Another piece that I want to help you to uh, keep in mind is the value of creativity and innovation when you are hoping for something that has not yet arrived. Now, creativity and innovation are important because sometimes we have a very narrow idea of what our dream or vision will be. And if it does not look exactly like this, we end up in a place of despair. And so uh, I want to invite you to paint the picture broad enough that you will recognize the manifestation even if it does not look uh, the way you had pictured it, right? And not only 
might the manifestation look different than you imagine, but also the pathway to get it uh, may look different than you imagined. And so I know there are those of you like me who uh, may have made some plans in your life and then went on what can look like some detours, but there was some uh, wisdom and some knowledge and some experience that was gained uh, on the detours, right? On the journey. Some of us are taking the long way home, but yet we are still making our way back home. And in the journeying, we live and we grow and we heal and we discover and we uncover. And so I invite you to take uh, your grip off the vision so that it can blossom and so that it can be revealed in the way in which it is coming to pass. Uh, sometimes through people that we had not imagined, sometimes uh, in places we had not imagined, uh, that we sometimes have a narrow view of our own possibility. And so as I start to reimagine Redream, re envision. I give myself permission uh, for liberation in my dreaming. I give myself permission uh, to liberate the possible pathways that will get me from where I am to where I intend to be. That sometimes, as you hear people tell their stories of success, it may not look conventional or predictable or identical to other people, and yet they arrived. I am reminded um, of the story of one enslaved African who, instead of coming to freedom uh, in the kind of traditional sense of on his feet, walking his way, he actually placed himself in a box and mailed himself to New York City. <laughs> I said he arrived to liberation in a box with some holes in it so he could breathe. And I invite you to consider that the way to get to where you are trying to go may not look like everybody else's, right? The way you make your way through school, the way you uh, make your way in finding love, and the way that you are reconnect or release your family. It might not look like everyone else's, but as I free up myself in my vision, then I'm able to hope again, to believe again, uh, as I am uh, steadily or slowly, uh, sometimes dramatically and sometimes incrementally with very small steps, I am making my way there. Another piece that can help to cultivate your hope is uh, finding sources of inspiration and either reading about or hearing about people's stories because from the outside, sometimes people will look at you and think like, oh, you must have had everything handed to you or you must have always succeeded in life. And so when I am uh, teaching people who are training to become psychologists, I don't just tell them the stories of the successful moments with clients. I also tell them the stories about when things didn't go right or when I misunderstood something or when there was some kind of rupture in the connection uh, because in our uh, mistakes and missteps, 
there is there are lessons to be learned and uh, we want to remove the idea that if I am imperfect, as we heard in our poem on today, you know, uh, just because I'm imperfect does not mean I will not make my way to my goal, to my dream, to my vision, to my aspiration, to my hope, right? And so when you have mentors or role models who are willing to be transparent, that are willing to tell you the truth of their story, uh, then you will discover that there's a lot of grace, right? There's a lot of room in there uh, for um, some failure, for falling short, for those of us uh, struggling with procrastination, uh, for our insecurities. You know, that is a part of the journey. So sometimes you are comparing yourself to people you think are perfect. And as a result, you feel hopeless because you look at them and you say, oh, I could never achieve that. I could never do that. But you don't know uh, the sleepless nights. You don't know how many times they messed up before that door opened. Uh, you know, I tell uh, people who are uh, studying in school that on my resume, you see where I got in, right? And where I graduated from, but you don't see on my resume the schools that turn me down, right? It's just not, we just don't document that. So people can look at that paper and assume that you have had nothing but success because we don't uh, fill a resume with the no's, right? But we have received some no's in our life. And so as I get to connect with those who are uh, transparent truth tellers, whether in person or also reading about people's work who you admire. So reading their memoirs, their short stories, reading interviews with them in magazines, then you can get a real sense of the humanity in the journey, right? The faults, the failures, the insecurities, uh, the missteps that were uh, on the way to where you see them now. And even though they had those dips and dives and pits, they held on to hope, sometimes lost hope and had to regroup and grieve and heal and hope again and put themselves back out there. You know, this is the story that we need to understand in order to have grace for ourselves, to know that it is still possible for me. And so uh, this will help you to stay hopeful is to know none of the people who I admire, who I am inspired by are perfect. No matter how perfect they appear, we all have fallen short at times and yet uh, continued on, you know, that they were not deterred or they may have been deterred temporarily and then they got back to it, yes? Another piece to help you with your hope is doing what you can with what you have. Sometimes we feel hopeless because we have in our minds, I can't do anything until I have everything. Let me say that again. Some of us are stuck because we believe I can't do anything until I have everything and that is a lie, right? If I am waiting until I'm wealthy, 
if I'm waiting until everyone believes in my dream, if I'm waiting to have the perfect mentor who's going to open the door for me, if I am waiting to have the job title that everyone will respect, if I am waiting to have political leaders that are all committed to my liberation, if I'm waiting for all those things, I will wait a lifetime. And so with the resources I have, with the education I have, with the support I do or don't have in the political climate we are living in, I take what I have and I move. <laughs> I take what I can and I do what I can with where I am and who I am, right? And what I can tap into. The beautiful thing about hope and vision is that when you start putting your hope into action, when you start moving in the direction of your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, then there are often people who will come alongside you. And many of them are people who would not do it as long as you were stagnant, sitting still, or just telling people what you were going to do one day. In some ways, you have to get it moving to get it off the ground. You have to start moving in the direction of the dream. Uh, in, in the direction of your hopes, and then uh, the support, the resources, the other things will start to show up, not all at once, right? And it may not even be everything that you think you need, having your mind this budget that is required, and that's not the budget you have, you know? So as a filmmaker, you might end up filming a short instead of a feature, because that's the money that you have, right? As a parent, um, who has a very little time for your art, you may end up painting less, but you are still painting something. So you do what you can with what you have and with the hope that it will continue to build momentum and that you can make impact um, as you move forward and take action. So hope in action is doing what I can, where I am with what I have. Yes. And then it is really uh, important and helpful uh, to count and look for the small successes along the way. Sometimes we only have in our mind the really big picture, right? If you want to be an Academy Award winner or uh, you want uh, the end of this um, policy which so many people are, um, there are so many lobbyists that are blocking, right, the progress that we need to make. Or, um, you know, I personally want all human trafficking to end, right? So these are really big things we are hoping for. And I do not dilute the hope. I do not um, reject the hope. But I have to train myself to see the progress along the way so that I don't end up just in a place of despair. So when I see any initiative happening uh, to combat human trafficking, when I see someone starting a new nonprofit or someone opening a home to house adolescents who are escaping traffickers, when um, I see the uh, convention directed toward addressing human trafficking, when I see um, a statewide uh, legislation movement that will put more resources to trafficking survivors, rebuilding their lives. When, you know, I see piece by piece, and yet I'm very much aware that human trafficking is still a pervasive 
problem, right? That is devouring people and communities. And so uh, how do I continue to do work in this area is I do not overlook the glimpses. I do not overlook the glimmers of hope, of possibility, of progress. And so whether your hopes are for big things that are affecting a mass number of people, or whether you have a specific personal hope for yourself, hope on the job market, hope for school, hope for love, whatever it is, look for the progress along the way. Look for the wins along the way. You know, when I'm working with clients who are doing online dating, they may say, well, I haven't found the one, but I did have like great conversation or we had like a nice date. I don't know if this is my person, but I enjoyed the time, you know, that we had. So take that in, right? That's a win because what you're desiring is companionship. So you had someone to keep company with. You enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. We don't know where the fu- what the future holds, but we, we counted a win that, you know, Friday night or Thursday night or Saturday afternoon was a win, yes? Because if everything except the final gigantic goal is failure, it is going to be very hard to push your way through that. Like that puts a lot of weight on your shoulders, but instead to be able uh, to see my wins, to appreciate my wins along the way. And I invite you as you're thinking um, about holding on to your hope to uh, engage in your spiritual practices. You know, that hope is not only psychological, for many it is spiritual. And so if you meditate, meditate. If you pray, pray. If you read sacred texts, read those texts. And often in those practices, we renew our hope. I've shared with you all many times, one of my wonderful favorite sacred practices, spiritual practices is sacred dance. And so when I am dancing, anything is possible. (laughs) All things are possible. And so doing the thing uh, that feeds you on a soul level will help to renew your hope. I am so grateful that you all are here on today. And I do want to name that if you are in a place of really feeling hopeless, or even if you're not uh, severely there, but you know you you struggle with around issues of hope, I want to encourage you to reach out to a mental health professional um, to consider therapy because uh, it can be a lot to feel uh, despair, to feel powerless or hopeless. And so to be willing to ask for and receive help and support as you make your way from where you are in this moment to where you would like your life to be. I am hoping with you and for you, and I am really um, hoping that within you, there is a piece of you, a part of you that still has hope. And I just believe by you joining us and listening on today, that no matter how small it is, that there is a part of you that is still hoping for what is to come. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.